Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Are you worshiping God based upon His instructions for worshiping Him? See, worship is not a natural thing to do. It is supernatural. And one who is living in a natural state not having been reconciled to God, one who does not have the Holy Spirit in him or in her, that one cannot worship God. What does the scripture say? There's a coming a time and it's now when God requires all to worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, we are called and commanded to worship God uniquely, to worship God based upon the instructions of his word and what we're going to do in this time of study we're going to look at one psalm and this psalm is a psalm of praise it teaches us how to praise god give thanks to him worship him and we're also going to see some of the benefits that come from doing that god is a gracious god he is a god that loves to bless his people and when we worship him properly there's going to be a good outcome for us for worshiping him as his word commands us to do so take out your bible and look with me to the book of psalms and psalm 111 the book of psalms psalm 111 now it begins with the most famous hebrew word on the planet and that is the word hallelujah which means praise the lord we have that 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 word at the end yah which is an abbreviation for the yud vav which relates to the lord so praise the lord now the term here for praise lehalel is very different than the next word that appears in the biblical text although many bibles translate these two different words in the same way let's be very careful and read it where it says hallelujah praise the lord then it says ode hashem which means i will give thanks to the lord there is a difference both in the vocabulary here and how it should be translated between praising God and giving thanks to him of course we're supposed to do both but one is the phrase lehalel the second one is the phrase lehadot different words so we read here in verse one praise the Lord and then the author says I will give thanks to the Lord with all of my heart the word heart Many people do not realize, but there's two different but very similar words for heart in the Hebrew language. One is the word lave, 
and it's spelled Lamed Veit. The second one is Levav, which is spelled Lamed Veit Veit. What's the difference? An extra Veit, that second letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Sometimes we call it a Beit, other times a Veit. It all depends upon whether there's a dot in this, this letter. But what's important is this. This word heart, the tradition, and here again, it's just tradition, but I'd like to share it with you. When the word lave appears, we're thinking about the heart in the sense of one's mind, as a man thinketh in his heart. So why do we have lave and levav? Well, the tradition is this. When the word levav appears, it's speaking about the heart in its entirety. And tradition says, and again, I want to emphasize, this is just tradition. There's the yetzer hara, that evil inclination. That is what we're born with. That is what comes natural to us. And therefore, if we only act and behave based upon that evil inclination, we'll never do anything that's pleasing to God. And in actuality, we cannot worship God. The Yetzirah, that evil inclination, we could call it as well as the New Covenant does, that that carnal nature is unable to worship God. Let me give you an example of that from the Bible in John chapter 4. Messiah says there's coming a time and now is when one is to worship God in spirit and in truth. And until one has been born again by faith in the gospel, faith in messiah inviting him into their life until someone does that they are unable to worship god in spirit an individual they can know the right thing to do even in an unregenerated condition now there are those i'm speaking about calvinists that deny that reject that but you can take someone who is a non-believer who rejects the bible and you ask him is it right to steal is it is it right to lie many times they will say no it's not right to do these things these things are wrong they're detrimental but they are lost as can be but they still can recognize that to the full degree that they ought no but here's the message until you've been born again by by the spirit of god through faith in the gospel you are in bondage to that evil inclination now does that mean that you can never do something that is is nice or good unsaved people do nice things good things all the time but usually they don't do it with the right intent meaning to glorify god out of obedience to him but even if they do at times good things realize that is the exception to the rule you will find in these people who have not been born again that the evil inclination will dominate them they may do seemingly a good thing a nice thing but that evil inclination will will overcome them and they will not live a life that is pleasing to god you cannot live a life that's pleasing to god in the natural it's a supernatural ability to walk with god to serve him to worship him to do what his instructions say
And it's only by being born again, regenerated by the Spirit of God through faith in the gospel, do we come to the condition, potentially, whereby we can serve God. So we read here, the author says, Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my heart. And the implication is with all of my heart that he brings everything into submissiveness to God. And where does he do that? Besod, that is in the assembly of the upright ones. It's the term Yesharim. Yeshar is right. So in the plural, the right ones, the upright ones. And where else? The congregation. And this word for congregation represents a group of people who are testifying, who are bearing witness, who understand that their life and what they do with their life points to God, a testimony. So we are called to do right things, good things, righteous things, we could say, in order that people might see our good works and they praise God, they give thanks to God, they glorify God. Move on to verse 2. We read, the works of the Lord are great. So what God does relates to his character. And by the way, that same thing is true for you and me. Our works reveal our character, our nature, who we belong to or who we do not belong to. So great are the works of the Lord. And then we have a very important term, drushim comes from the word lidrosh which means to seek now many bibles will bring in a a translation which are taught now perhaps the reason for that is we have a term in judaism called a bet midrash a bet midrash is a study institute it is a place that people gather to study the word of god or in their case other writings in a pursuit of knowing god better with the objective to serve him better but this word drushim means that which is sought and it's speaking about individuals that are seeking seeking what the great deeds of god and what does it say that those ones who are seeking they will experience them why well it says and the bible that i'm using has a hebrew word underneath drushim to help us understand and it's the word nimsaim which means are found so the great works of the lord are found by all who desire them so here's the question we have to ask ourselves what are we desiring are we desiring financial blessing are we desiring material things are we desiring uh, prestige and honor, uh, being famous, whatever it might be? Is that what we're seeking and pursuing? Are we wanting to call attention to ourselves or are we interested in the great things of God? We are desiring them. Why? Well, the context tells us we desire the great things of God because these great works of His point to Him we want to be used by god to do great things in order that people see god know god experience god learn about god 
so this is what the the psalmist here the author is saying that these great things of god are found by those who desire them but we need to desire them for the right reasons because they point to the nature the character the 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 way that god is move now to verse three hod ve hadar hod is something that is pleasant pleasing splendor is another way to to translate that something that is splendid and then we have another word for that which is pleasing usually it's to the eye or pleasing to the the inner person so we're talking about something that is pleasant pleasing good favorable and what is this his works everything that god does is pleasing it is pleasant it is something that has a good outcome and again notice the relationship he talks about the works of the lord are great and not only are they great but they also are pleasing that's the motivation that we should seek them we should be seeking god's work god's activity in our life and what does god's activity his pleasant things that he does what do they produce well we don't have to guess the word of god tells us if you keep reading it says ve sitkato his righteousness stands forever what this verse is telling us is this god does things in our life that are pleasing and pleasant why in order that we manifest his righteousness his character what god does in someone's life always is to produce righteousness why i say this almost every time that we gather together about this connection between righteousness and the glory of god you behave righteously and god will be glorified by those who see your righteous deeds look now to verse 4. verse 4 the first word is zecher which is like a memorial something that is done in order to cause one to remember something and so we have a memorial what's a memorial well he does what god does memorializes his works meaning this the activity of god what god does and his activity it memorializes him we learn about his wondrous deeds so he makes a memorial to his wondrous deeds so that we remember his deeds because in remembering his deeds we're also going to remember him and god in doing this it says Hanun he is gracious and merciful is the lord so the lord is gracious and merciful in order to reveal his wondrous deeds to us and that's exactly what it says here remember that he does wondrous deeds and he does this because he is gracious and merciful verse 5. verse 5 begins with a word that uh, we met better understand it as a portion now in my bible underneath it it has the word parnasa parnasa is usually sustenance it's your your livelihood and what it's talking about here is this 
that to those who give him fear meaning this those who set god as the priority not just saying god i prioritize you but their life reflects that god is their priority god will give to such people parnasa that is provision he will give us those things that sustain us but it all begins with fearing the lord so so a portion he will give to those who fear him and then it says he will remember forever his covenant now the covenant that you and i are part of now by faith through messiah is called a new covenant and when we look at this phrase when it says he will remember forever this word forever is a kingdom word he will remember for the kingdom his covenant meaning god has kingdom obligations when god has made that covenant with us for example we're talking about the new covenant it says there that he is going to forgive us says that he will remember our sins no more and it says that he is going to write his law upon our hearts meaning that if we are born again regenerated we are going to have a sensitivity to the commandments of god our new nature is going to want to do the commandments of god to do them as paul says in romans chapter 7 and verse 6 not according to the letter of the law but the spirit serving god doing his word fulfilling his instructions keeping his commandments in the newness of the spirit bringing about the original purpose for those laws to be kept that we would fulfill them all of that is tied up with his covenant to us verse 6 power power is his deeds and his deeds are powerful and declares declares to his people so the power of his deeds he declares to his people literally it's in the past he has declared to his people understand that god through his activity what he has done you say well what has he done just read the bible all these things that he has primarily done with israel and those who belong to the children of israel we see all of that manifest that he is a powerful god his works declare to his people the power of god and then it says to give to them what's he going to give nachala nachala is an inheritance here it says nachalat goyim the inheritance of the nations what does that speak about well those who and in this case the term goy it's in the plural goyim speaks about those who have no covenantal relationship with god and because they do not have a covenantal relationship with god they are having no inheritance that which god wanted to intended to give to them you say wait god knows all things why would he have an inheritance god when he creates an individual he creates a purpose he knows this a purpose for them and if they were to be successful in carrying out god's will what would they receive and what the scripture says is this 
when we go before the judgment seat of god he is going to for everyone he is going to test our deeds and if they are inadequate you will suffer loss read carefully first corinthians chapter 3 you will suffer loss if these deeds are wood hay stubble straw they're consumed these other works that are are founded upon the truth that fire is not going to consume them but purify them refine them and turn them into even a greater reward but this is the point we need to see we are going to be tested we are going to be evaluated by the living god and ultimately those who have no covenantal relationship with him they will suffer a loss and those rewards can become those of his faithful covenant people that's what he's talking about when he says to give to them the inheritance of the nations verse verse 7 the works of his hands the works of his hand is truth and justice and they are faithful with all of his commands and these are charges these words have to do with god giving an oral command what god instructs us to do they are faithful and they are related to the truth and the justice of the works of god what's the implication what's the takeaway for us when we listen to god those instructions that he gives us and we put them into practice we are faithful to them we are going to have the privilege and the honor of of doing the works of god now realize something we're just a vessel but when god uses us to accomplish his deeds we're going to be blessed it is a wonderful thing to be used by god and this this faithfulness is going to reveal through us god's doing the work through us but it's going to reveal his truth emmet that's a word here umishpat the truth and the justice that's the work of god and he wants to do truthful and just things through us this is what he's he's telling us to do we need to be faithful to those charges these commands this instructions that he gives to us look now to to verse 8. we have a word smuchim this is a word which means to to be relied upon or to be stood up so we're talking here about those things that that god causes to stand those things that god erects that god establishes what god establishes notice what it says forever they they will stand so those things that he stands they will stand forever and ever and then it speaks about how the works these works are our truth in truth and in uprightness now what does that tell us how god stands them up god's work that stands forever are accomplished by his truth and by his upright quality that he's righteous that there's nothing that is corrupt within him so we learn a principle worshiping god is done by truth 
in doing those things that are upright those things that manifest his justice and it's only when we're doing those things are we then prepared to worship god and we're going to see other benefits but look now at verse 9. verse 9 is a a very important verse to me personally why when when we were invited to begin to broadcast in israel on the middle east television network we we agreed but i wanted a name for our show and i was looking in the scripture and just asking god to to lead me to a verse that would be appropriate for a name and i was brought to this verse it took several weeks but it came to this verse verse 9 of psalm 111 what it says padut shalach le'amo which means redemption he has sent to his people and that's really the purpose of of our work here in israel why we came to israel to share the message of redemption that god has sent into this world to send it with his people speaking about the jewish people and particularly the israeli people and then notice what else is said in this verse he's commanded forever his covenant now this tells us something remember uh usually we see in the psalms poetry hebrew poetry and what is the number one characteristic of hebrew poetry parallelism and when we look at this we see something we see a a correlation between redemption and his covenant it is a covenant of redemption we also see that that covenant of redemption is specifically for his people meaning it's only through this covenant of redemption that you become part of his people he sent it and what's parallel to sending he commanded so redemption god has sent he's commanded how redemption is going to come about messiah did his part and now we're supposed to respond and then we have this command forever his covenant forever is a kingdom word we just talked about that so we learned here that he's commanded for the kingdom his covenant what covenant hopefully you already know that it's the new covenant so what god is saying here is a foundational truth in this ninth verse concerning god's plan to redeem a kingdom people he sent forth the means for redemption it is through a covenant a new covenant and he commands us to to respond to it and then it says look on further into the scripture where it says holy and awesome now this word is nora and it's it's interesting because the word nora it can be awesome usually when we think of something awesome it has a a good connotation to it but but here this word nora can also have a connotation that is very different it can be translated terrible so how can the same word mean awesome and terrible very simply god for those who enter into that new covenant those who experience redemption god is awesome to them but those who reject that god will be terrible to them so it says awesome is his name holy and awesome is his name now let's look at the last verse verse 10. in this verse it tells us a foundational truth 
remember that the word fear has to do with giving god priority look at verse 10. let's look at it in hebrew where it says reshit which is the beginning reshit chokhmah the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord meaning this you cannot experience god's wisdom being extended given to you so that you know the right decisions good decisions to make until god becomes the priority of your life it's just that simple until god is number one and everything else hear that carefully everything else is subjected to to the the priority of god until that's the case you will not have access to god's wisdom and wisdom is taking knowledge and applying it properly in a given situation then notice what it says sechel tov sechel most will say it's common sense sechel yashar common sense but sechel is intelligence it's knowing and what it's saying is this the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom but also that same fear that gives us wisdom also gives us a good understanding and intelligence of what is good and therefore what is not good and this is for all those who do them what does it mean do them to everyone who does them everyone who practices the works of the lord now i realize that when you begin to speak about works many many people who are believers they get uncomfortable oh you're teaching a a salvation by works absolutely not salvation is a free gift it's through grace it's access by faith not of works no one will be justified by the works of the law plain and simple we know that but works are important to god i've said many times read revelation chapters two and three it talks about how god knows our works and he's interested in our works the bible says that he is going to judge every man messiah is coming soon and he will judge everyone according to what he's done works are important and what it tells us here is this until you make god the priority of your life you're not going to have the insight you're not going to have the wisdom you're not going to have the intelligence to do what is good what is right what is in accordance with his will for all of his works so those who do these works it says for all of of their works are his praise and his praise stands forever meaning this when we are practicing through the fear of the lord putting wisdom and good intelligence spiritual intelligence the intelligence that comes from heaven into action their works meaning our works are going to point to what going to point to his praise they're going to praise him and they are going to have notice it says omedit lead they are going to have an eternal implication it is wise to serve god serving god now you have a limited amount of time if you just do this exercise by and large whether you're a male or female life expectancy is around 80 years old so 
myself, when this is being recorded, I'm 59 years old. So I have about 20 years. I'm closer to, to 60 than to 59. So I have approximately 20 years left. Now, what is wisdom? Wisdom is giving God the priority of my life, realizing that, that based upon the average. Now, just because the life expectancy is 80, I may die tonight or next week or next month or in a year or five who knows but wisdom is this whether i have 20 years or less than 20 years or maybe even more depending upon whatever time that remains utilize it utilize it to do the works of god that is wisdom that is making a good use of god's intelligence the wisdom, instruction, knowledge that he gives to you. Because these good works that you do, they stand forever, meaning they have kingdom implications. They, what I do for myself, I want this so I go and work hard and purchase it and I get it. Well, that's going to last, who knows, a few years, maybe a few decades, maybe it's something that's going to last for a hundred years. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to be giving it to someone else. I'm not going to benefit from that that many years. So it has nothing lasting to it. It is wearing out. But the works of God, they stand forever. They have an eternal aspect. Therefore, why work for what is going to be no more? Work, serve God, because it has an eternal outcome. I'll close with this. A great, great book in the Bible is the book of Kohelet or Ecclesiastes. And we see that King Solomon, he says, under the sun, meaning in this world, is vanity or futility, leshav or hevel, that which is here today and gone in an instant. None of that was satisfying. He saw a futility in these things because there was nothing lasting and therefore he wanted to know what would have a lasting even an eternal outcome and what did he say he says i have found that the whole essence of life is to keep the commandments of god that is where you find the eternity not in you doing them gives you eternity but when you're saved and redeemed by the grace of god through faith in messiah through that gospel and you serve god the works that you do to glorify him to serve him to honor him those work will have lasting eternal implications for you and for others as well so be committed in serving god working the works of god is the best use of our time and that's what psalm 111 is trying to encourage us to realize and implement into our life well i'll close with that until next week shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. 
may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.